All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Positive Friday. Welcome back to the show. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And oh, you can get in the game. Order fans. You've probably been in the game a little bit more lately. Right now, it's feeling pretty confident. If you uh, pick the orders to win, you would have uh, won 15 in a row. Now, the odds at times weren't great, so maybe you were risking it, going for a two-game, uh, uh, winning by two points, two goals, I should say. So, uh, you know what? Maybe you're just like, I don't like that. I just want to be, I want to feel luck. Well, uh, Lotto, 649 jackpot. Uh, nobody won it on Wednesday. And uh, the Lotto Max tonight is $29 million. That's a good little uh, chunk of cash, shall we say. Nice. Play. Stay within your limits at PlayAlberta.ca. Let's get to our uh, big guest of the day. Brought to you by Silent Rides Charter Company, one of Alberta's premier bus charter companies, safely taking you or your group to your next destination. Book your ride today at SilentRides.ca. And uh, we welcome in studio, as always, our Friday guest at uh, 3 o'clock hour, of course, uh, Olympic gold medalist, Lori Ann Munzer. She is also the uh, co-host with Kevin Carius uh, every Monday here on Sports 1440. Lori Ann, how you doing? 
Pretty awesome. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy positive Friday. I love it. It's good. Um, so today, because we work a lot on the, on the mental side that you've talked about here. And so for a quick little update for any of our listeners, the, the Alberta Junior Hockey League, uh, there was five teams. Well, it's actually, here's what happened. The BCHL put out a statement on social media saying they had reached an agreement. Uh, five teams from the AJHL were going to come play there next season. So that's came down. The AJHL then responds. And it was not like it was a major surprise as had been talked about uh, behind the scenes for quite some time. So anyway, they decide instantly uh, with, and by the way, the irony is that Hockey Canada oversees this. And uh, they react this swiftly to a team who, by the way, did nothing wrong to, to impact this season's play. Let's just make that abundantly clear. Nothing wrong to impact this season's play. They come down and react very swiftly on that. But hey... Hockey Canada, you know, if, if anything's involving sexual abuse, oof, no, 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 we don't want to react quickly to that. We'll try to cover it up. Disgusting, but nonetheless, it's just a sidebar. So anyway, so these five teams now, uh, in, in an odd decision, they can play each other of any previously scheduled games, which Sherwood Park has three, Okotoks has three, and I think Black Falls and Brooks have five, or maybe Sherwood Park has five and Brooks has, and uh, Black Falls has three. Spruce Grove has none. So now these players, these are young athletes, you know, 17, 18, 19. A lot of them are thinking, hey, you know what, uh, maybe get a scholarship. Uh, you know, I want to play. And now all of a sudden, boom, they're not playing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of unexpected things that happen to athletes along the way that I think can really derail your career. Sometimes it's a trade, right? Sometimes it's getting cut from a team. Now, this one is very different because there's no option for them to play anywhere. It's only January 20. Uh, well, this happened last week. So let's go January 24th. Right. Not even, uh, even earlier than that. So, um, like, yeah, I guess January eh, 21st, let's say. So now that's a long time before you can play a game. What would be your recommendation? What, what are the things that these young athletes and even their family have to focus on now to not have this derail what they've tried to achieve as a young athlete? I think they're going to have to go and work towards plan B, plan C, and plan D. So this is one of the most important times to really work on some of the key components, your mental training, because if you can get that down, really get a foundation and a base there, you're going to be so much stronger as you move on. Uh, Physically, are there other areas that you could work on to really strengthen? Normally, we think about it as the summertime is a time to work on whatever it is that you need to do or end of season like late spring and it's going to be up to really the coaches and the team as a collective to come together and mastermind what else can we do with this gift of time right now it's not a gift of time that's not what it looks like because they're wanting to play they're wanting to practice to train and get out but we have to look at it as this is actually a gift and you'll look back on it later as this was and could be a really great time in their careers to really strengthen the areas where they're really strong and bring up the areas that need a little bit more work. So when you start looking at it from that component, it can actually become a gift versus, oh, this is just awful, like the worst news. And it is the worst news that you could hear as a young up-and-coming athlete because this can either make you or break you. And I would say take this opportunity and use it to make you even stronger than where you are currently today or yesterday. 
And like, I guess it gives you more time to train for sure. But any, any athlete will, will tell you like training gets pretty tiresome after a while. You want to compete, right? You're a competitor. You want to be able to compete. And so, you know, f- there it's past January 10th. Um, so even if, and I, this isn't yet to happen and who knows, it's, it's an ongoing conversation. Maybe next week, some things change, but, um, as of right now, the teams haven't been, re- haven't been kicked out of the league. Uh, cause then technically those players would all become free agents. Right. But even if that happened, they couldn't sign anyway, cause it's past January 10th. So, um, you know, I guess I know that, uh, you know, some teams are going to play inter squad games and three on threes and different things like that just to kind of keep them on the ice and active. And that's fine and dandy, but it's not the same. And everybody knows it's not the same. So, but it is more where, you know, you talk about it, you can look at it and say, here's an opportunity, mm-hmm. right? As, as, as bad and unexpected it is of an opportunity, it's still an opportunity. You got to harvest the good. Yeah, it is what it is. It's out of your control. There are so many other things, like you talked about, a trade. Uh, maybe you get injured. Uh, some things just happen, and it's totally out of your control. But you have to look for all of the good that is within this, and you also have to keep going get creative and you have to prepare in a new way that you haven't yet ever thought about. And that that's huge right there. Yeah. No, and and that's fair. So have you found like, or cause you know, to say come up with plan two, three and four, you know, our option two, three and four, is there a timeline on that? Because it's nine months now until you get to play again. Yeah. You got to come up with, with it by Sunday this week. Really? Oh God, yes, yeah. absolutely. But but I meant like what I meant. No, not coming up with it, but like you can say, okay, well, option two means I can train more. Okay, but h- how does like that? How does that scratch the itch of the competitive nature? Right? Do you do do you sign up in another sport? I'm going to say, come do my spin class. <laughs> come do my virtual spin classes. That was the first thing I thought of. Super awesome cross training, and it's just you've got to tap into. The stuff that drives you, the stuff that lights you up. What are those things? These are some of the key elements that maybe you haven't thought about that it is a really great time to start thinking about and start bringing that out. Absolutely. Take on another complementary sport, something that would enhance your training. Put a wild card that would just give you, I'm going to just say pocket rocket because I'm just going, it would give you an extra card. It would give you the extra fuel to go, Hey guys, I know we had a really crap situation. It happened, but guess what we did? We got creative. And that's the different part. You have to get creative versus competitive because that card just got taken away. That's good. So get creative rather than competitive. I like that. Uh, I like that statement. Pocket rocket underused term. I just want to point that out. Uh, That one always came in handy because when everything failed, boom, you could pop out the pocket rocket. Yeah. Well, touche. Um, Geez, I really want to say an office line there, but I'm trying to be mature. Um, when when you look at at that becoming creative, and you know different sports, I think there are things you can do that aren't necessarily like hockey based that could help you as a hockey player, just like as a cyclist. Like, did you ever do something that was outside the realm of cycling that helped you as a cyclist? Yes, Grant McEwen swimming pool. I was there. Between Christmas and New Year's Eve, we were swimming, we were diving for, you know, you throw those leaded circle ring things. Oh man, my sister and I used to do it all the time up at the lake. Holding your breath 
expanding the energy, diving, going further than you thought. See if you could actually swim across 25 meters with zero breath, like one breath. Go in, push off, and go to the end. Oh, my gosh, that totally taxed you. The other interesting part is you didn't have to worry about, like, any impact because you're weight-bearing in the water. Okay. So it's perfect for your joints. You're never Mm going to totally expend yourself. You might swig some water and choke for a little bit. But it's something totally different than what we were doing. Weights, yoga, stretching, um, cycling, track. What else do you do in Edmonton? Minus 25 in the wintertime. So it was more so just like a mental break from the the daily routine? Or was there benefits of learning to hold your breath that long? Yeah, there is. Because when you are sprinting, you're not doing the endurance. You're like explosive. Yes. 65, 70, 75 K an hour chasing a motorbike to try and get faster to stay on its wheel. Um, When you're doing something different, I mean, holding your breath, you have a limited capacity. Mm -hmm. So... So you have to learn to to slow down, right? Like to, to hold your breath longer is being able to slow down your heart rate, correct? It is. Okay. You're going actually inside versus outside of you, like pushing, pulling weights is you have to totally be in control because if you run out of oxygen, you're done. Yeah. So it's just where are you in time and space? So again, it's a perceptual um, skill to start, like where are you in the water? And you just play the games but well being competitive i mean they were high level fast games because you wanted to get to the other side you wanted to pick up the ring that you had popped into the bottom of the pool so it's still competitive but it's also distraction therapy it is something totally different that you will go well how is this going to connect me to my sport how is this going to connect us to hockey and there are benefits with some of the other sports and I don't know what other sports would be super great, like cycling. You know, you could do some weight training. You could actually do some swimming for endurance. But again, is what is the purpose? And that will be the key element when you're conveying, okay, hey, team, we're going to do something different. You have to tell them, why are you doing this? Okay. Like, why are we doing this? What the heck for? Because otherwise, everybody's going to be on the sidelines. They're going to have their arms crossed. They're going to go, yeah, not me today. I'm out. But then if you spark it with a challenge going, how good can you get? How good could you be today? If we do these drills one month, two months, three months, four months, you've got to get and have a carrot that they see, they buy into, that they want. Like when you toss the ring into the pool, there's got to be a reason. Why am I going and diving for that? Why Mm -hmm. am I holding my breath? And when you tie that in, boom. Magic starts to happen. You look at it a different way. You also learn something about yourself that maybe you didn't see was obvious when you started as an athlete. Yeah, and for a lot of these athletes, like maybe it's not something they're good at, right? So there can be the new challenge of pushing yourself to something that you're not good at and seeing improvement in it. Yeah. Okay, here's a game. Let's play hockey in the pool. What? Let's play hockey in the pool. Can you move to the puck? Can you move your body with the force of the water and hold your breath and make it across? Just think about it. Yeah. Crazy idea. You never know. Right. Yeah, because, yeah, you've obviously done a lot of different training things, right, uh, over time, especially when you have a four-year cycle 
to, to, for the Olympics. But I, I think it really can translate to other athletes and just when, cause it's, it's, it's like an injury, but it's very different. Cause with an injury, you, you have a set goal. Okay. I'm doing rehab and I, I started here and my range of motion was 30%. And then next week it was 35 and 40. And so you're seeing some progression, something like this. It's a much different mental task. And I, and I think, do, do you have advice on, you can't look eight months down the road, even though that's when you're going to play a game next, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you probably have to have smaller, different points of goals to get through something like this? Absolutely. They're phases and increments. And it's just the biggest thing is the unknown, and that's where fear, fear creeps in. When you're playing, you've got the faith, okay, everything's going to come together. We're going to be doing awesome together as a team. But when you have that unknown element, that creeps in. And then it becomes fear, and then it's like, oh, gosh, well, what are we going to do? Oh, I don't know. What are we going to do? And you got to get creative. The one most important thing is when there is an unknown, decide on something, go do it. Take action. Uh, speaking of that, we just got a text. Mm. There is hockey in the pool. It's underwater hockey. It's played Wednesdays at Millennium Pool in Sherwood Park. So uh, <laughs> any Crusader players out there in Sherwood Park Wednesdays, uh, underwater hockey, if you, uh, you want to try it. And the importance of just... You got to get out inside your comfort zone to deal with something that's unexpected. Like who knew? Who knew? I train at Millennium Place. I swim in the pool. I've never been there on a Wednesday, but it's like, oh, this is a cool idea. So there you go. Underwater hockey. Yeah. Laurie Ann, great stuff. We appreciate it. Have yourself an awesome weekend. You too. Take care. That's uh, Laurie Ann Munzer joins us uh, every Wednesday. Uh, quick break. We got a lot of texts to get to. 833-401-1440. Uh, Low Tide will join us. We got uh, Wanya Gretz, Craig Button, Speck, and uh, much more. On a positive Friday edition of The Gregor Show on Sports 1440 presented by Positive Friday continues on. Welcome back. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Uh, Oilers, winners of 15 in a row. Where will it stop? Who knows? They do have the Nashville Predators in town tomorrow afternoon. Corey Perry will make his Oilers debut. Stuart Skinner's back between the pipes. Perry's going to play with McLeod and Holloway to start. The uh, Preds did beat the Oilers in an afternoon game back in November. In Edmonton, if you recall, five to two was not uh, was not a pretty game for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, so they have uh, up until that point, uh, they were 10, 0 and one in their previous 11 over the Preds. So they've had their number for quite some time. Uh, UC Saros has started the last six games for the Preds. Kevin Lankinen defeated the order. So you might see Kevin Lankinen tomorrow. Well, we'll see. Let's get to the uh, oil report now brought to you by. Volvo Cars of Edmonton.com, where, uh, guess what? Congratulations are in order as they uh, have their 13th Excellence Award winner in uh, overall sales as well as customer service. And uh, when you win the award that many times, obviously you're doing something right. You got great vehicles. Love the XC90. It's fantastic. But uh, even better customer service. Get it right now at volvocarsedmonton.com as we uh, welcome in to the show the host of The Lowdown, Alan Mitchell. LT, how you doing? I'm very well. It's a beautiful day. I, I got to I gotta sign up for a spin class. I got to figure out how to play hockey in a pool. I got a busy day after that last segment, I'm telling you. Oh my God. Could, like, could you imagine LT in a spin class? Oh my goodness. That would be unreal. Like there's no chance you've ever done a spin class. No, I, I, I am 
penny, but I don't think that's the same thing. <laughs> yes. No, like, trust me, I, I did a few spin classes. Well, I hated it, man. Uh, more importantly, my junk hated it. it was, I wasn't good at it. Going up and down the seat too many times, I'm just like... <laughs> The twig and berries are getting pinched. I'm like, well, I'm do- obviously I'm not meant out for this. I'm not meant for this, so I was out. Um, I don't mind a Peloton ride where I don't have to go up and down as quick, but uh, no thanks, wasn't my thing. So uh, wow, we'll that's see. Beautiful, that's uh, a great visual. Yeah, it is. It's wonderful, Al. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, the Edmonton orders. Al, I, I want you. Are, are you sitting down because I know you've covered the team a long time, as have I. And I heard something from the orders coach last night that I have never heard from an Edmonton Orders coach in a long, long time. Maybe ever. Last night, Chris Knobloch, you know, he'd say, hey, you know what? Uh, we played well enough to win, but there's some areas where we're not playing uh, well enough. And he says, hey, we're defending very well. He's more comfortable with the Orders' defensive zone play, and that's a positive than their offensive zone play. He doesn't like how they played lately in the offensive zone. There's too many turnovers. There's too many low-risk uh, potential play, uh, high-risk plays with low probability of success that they're making in the offensive zone. Too many offensive zone turnovers. It's not leading to goals against because they're, they're, they're pre- their positioning is good because they don't have three forwards below the, the red line anymore like they had early in the season. But... Man, it's a crazy time in Edmonton where the coach is more concerned about the offensive side of the ice than he is the defensive side. And, and you know, it's funny because they they have, right now, they have that in common where defense is strong with uh, 0506 Pronger, Smith, Steos, that group uh, defensively. And that team was a MACT team, and they were really good five on five, as you remember, Jason. But they couldn't, they didn't have the power play ability. This team, because they have McDavid and Drysaddle, they've got that all in spades. They, they, if there's one thing you needed them to do, was to be able to be suppression on defense, and they can do that now. And as you and I have talked about before, it's three pairings. Ekholm and Bouchard, uh, uh, Nurse and CeCe, and Kulak and DeHarnay. They're, they're, there are games now where they're up by a goal or tied where you still see them rotate the three pairings. Like, a, you know, after a TV timeout or whatever, they'll go back to the Nurse CeCe or Ekholm Bouchard. But what they won't do is they won't skip through the third pairing. Everybody's playing well. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps everybody because they're fresh. And when you aren't fresh is when you make mistakes. This is a good defensive team. And you're right. It is rare. It's, uh, it's very rare. And, and it's funny. A lot of their defensive improvements – uh, you know, Matthias Ekholm talked, he goes, you know what, uh, we have focused, and uh, he's only been here for half year, but he said, like, the players really felt their defensive structure really hasn't changed under Dave Manson. The defensive structure has been there. What's changed is the emphasis to make more plays from your defense, yeah. right? And, you know, we're seeing fewer icings. Well, we're seeing way fewer just flip the puck out of the zone, which is basically a giveaway and give the puck back to the other team. Yes, it's out of your zone, so unlikely they'll, they'll score, but you don't have the puck, and that's really, it's really helped this team. Uh, and now I guess the next step is, you know, to, to get those, those low percentage passes eliminated in the offensive zone. Not, not completely, because every now and then, if, if you want a, a, you know, a, a great pass to work somehow, sometimes they, they got to be, you know, low percentage every now and then. But, you know, yeah. I'm kind of curious to see how they can spin that around a little bit, because it is fascinating to me that they're better defensively than offensively. And, you know, last night, the top line, like, 
give Knobloch credit. His line juggling has worked. Two games in a row. He did it the third period. They scored three goals. He did it yesterday. The top line scored all three goals. Right? And, uh, yeah. and they played quite well. Uh, so now Corey Perry's coming in, Al. What are you going to expect from the first ever number 90 in Oilers history? going to be so weird jason i i i've thought about it i've prepared for it mentally i'm 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 going to drink it all in i'm going to watch it because perry is uh and in the oilers history they had linsman and they had Deacon and but in recent era recent years uh they they have not had a first class agitator like perry and i know perry's an older player but he's still that guy and it's 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 almost like a wrestling move where the guy you hated becomes the guy that you love and because he's in a different tag team or whatever but it's 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 almost theater. This is almost farce, and I mean that in a good way. Corey Perry, Edmonton Oiler, there are there are individuals who have been fans of the Oilers for a long, long time who I, I think are going to go, I don't know, man. I and I know what'll happen once he scores a goal or does something that is that is you know uh, provocative that that goes in the favor of the Oilers. People will love that. It's just a natural uh, uh, behavior. But my goodness, this guy as an Oiler is a lot. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's interesting. Ryan McLeod and Dylan Holloway. They better be. They, they better improve their scrums. Because you're playing with Perry on a regular basis, you're going to need to be involved in some of them. Yeah, that's a very good point. And you can't, you don't want the defense to come in because they, you lose the face off. But the, 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 the situations that they're going to be in are going to be very physical. There's going to be cross checking. There's going to be, you know, gloves in faith and that, that whole scrum mentality. And Perry's like, he, he is often like, on the ice, having been cross-checked and <laughs> drawn a penalty, so they are going to be on their own a little bit. And it's it's it, I like it because they're so fast, those two young players. And Perry is not, that's the one thing he doesn't have is speed. So if you make up for it with the two other guys on the line are absolute burners, that because they're going to gain the zone. Holloway and McLeod will gain the zone, and Perry will be the guy who who probably sets the tone once they're in it. It's it's an interesting line. I, I I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it's a I think it's got a chance to have uh, great success. Yeah, and I think it's only you know what he'll probably keep the top line together. He says, "Hey, I see no reason to change it right away." Um, you know, keep them together for a bit, but eventually Drysaddle is going to go back to the second line center. Nugent Hopkins is yep. going to go back to the top line left wing. I, I don't really have a problem. The coach runs it three, four, five games, whatever it's going to be. You know, when when he deems it the right time to switch, then he'll do it. I I, I could see him doing it definitely against L.A., uh, possibly even Vegas when they come out of the break. Right. So to to me, I I, I don't have a uh, much of a problem with it. Um, I I was shocked uh, the Brendan Gallagher hit. Um, and the fact that he only had a phone hearing, which means a maximum five games, right? Like, wh- am I reading? Like, I haven't seen a chicken wing like that in a long time because that used to be the hit, Al, that we saw way too frequently a decade ago. And and the NHL, I thought, actually, it's one of the things they actually did well is they started clamping down on guys. You know, Rafi Torres got some really big suspensions. And uh, the rest of the league was like, okay, we can't do that anymore. But... Like, I don't know. Am I off base on that? What did you make of the, the Gallagher hit? It was malicious. It was, it was, and especially because nobody expects that hit now. Like, back in the day, you sort of, you know, you had fair warning that play 
could happen so you could prepare yourself. There's no way that, that there was any uh, thought that that was going to happen. I think they decided they were going to give him five games, honestly. I think they thought, oh, we're going to give him five games, and that's going to be it. There's no other way to explain it. It doesn't make any sense. It's worth seven. Yeah, and he got five games. They came down with it already. Uh, it's a five-game suspension for uh, for Brandon Gallagher, I, and which you know I, I thought he got off lucky uh, in that hit. Yeah, and you know we'll we'll see how long Pellick's out for potentially because if he's out for any period of time, that's a big blow for the Islanders. They're yeah. trying to stay in the uh, in the race. Um, Al, as the Oilers uh, continue to uh, to climb the standings in the National Hockey League, uh, you know they they gain ground on all their other teams all the time. The uh, the Los Angeles Kings. Have you changed your viewpoint at all on the Kings from the start of the season, or is this just a little funk for them? I think it's a funk. I think they they look they they you know they run Talbot. Uh, they've stopped playing Kaliev. There's slumps going on. Kopitar hasn't scored much. Um, there's a couple of veterans. Uh, I think it's Gavrikov who has a really poor five on five goal differential. But unless they're all hurt, and, and, you know, sometimes teams don't give all the information, but they'll recover. I think they'll make the plus. The interesting thing for me, though, is that, that um, they have to write the ship soon if they want to finish in the top three. The, order, the way the orders, what the orders have done is almost impossible in the Bedman era, where even if you can get, like, three-point games where one guy gets an extra point and the other team gets the two points, even with that... What the Oilers have done is they've 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 outrun the Batman point, which is mm-hmm. highly unusual. I don't remember another time. And LA is the victim here. If they don't get their their ass in gear, they're they're going to be definitely they're going to be a wild card team. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. And uh, when you can win in regulation, it makes a, a huge, huge difference. Uh, I don't think there's any any debate about that. Uh, Jason Greger, uh, Alan Mitchell. Uh, joins us. Uh, LT, who do you like in the NFL Conference Finals this weekend? I think it's going to be San Francisco and the Ravens. I think they'll win. I would. Prefer, I want Detroit to win, and I want KC to win. Uh, but I, I, I like San Francisco has got too much, and I think the Ravens do too. And uh, we were talking about it on the lowdown today, and I. I Declan knows more about the NFL than I do, and he picked the Ravens, and I think that's really interesting. Well, I I can see why you would pick them. I understand why a lot of people like that. You like that's uh, when you look at matchups, it's like you got the two best ranked defenses going head to head, and normally you don't say that about the Kansas City Chiefs, but uh, their defense is quite good. However, their defensive weaknesses are play really to the strengths of the offense of the Ravens, and yeah. um, you know, and then the, now the Ravens' defense is good. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, right? So, um, and, and the thing is, the one thing about the, uh, the, uh, the Chiefs defense is, you know what, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they'll be able to force him to run a bit. I mean, to pass Lamar Jackson. And so there's a lot of people still wonder how good of a passer can he be in crunch time. So we'll probably yeah. find out. So it's a really actually good matchup. I, I don't expect that game to be a blowout either way. I think it's a really hard pick. Uh, Detroit needs a miracle in my eyes because they just give up way too many big plays defensively against a, a pretty big play offense in the 49ers. That, that's the one that, you know, I won't be surprised if they win by 10 points or more in, in San Fran. But uh, the AFC game is going to be an absolute barn burner. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the, the Lions have been doing it all year, but you, you, the clock is going to strike midnight, and I think it's against the, the 49ers. 
Al, have yourself a, a great weekend. Uh, when you come back on Monday, are the Oilers going to have a week to think about an NHL record? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Uh, I, like they're they're playing. I know they they did play down to the last two games of the opposition they had in the last two games, but structurally speaking, they're well coached, and you can tell they they believe in this and they want it. Even the interviews after the game you were talking about earlier, they're they're all in. This is this is sellout time, and it's good to see. It really is because they're. I think the Edmonton Oilers have a chance to win the Stanley Cup, and they're showing it in this winning streak. And they'll it'll end. They'll have to regroup, and they'll be changes and there will be deadline moves but the heart of this team the cluster the center of the team is really forming right now and it's pretty impressive it really is al enjoy the weekend we'll chat with you on monday all right sir you be good that's uh alan mitchell aka low tide so uh he's calling for the win it's hard to pick the orders to lose at this point now the vegas game well, a little bit different story because you know you're, you're coming off a bye week the All-Star game, you know, I haven't played since the Saturday. So it's really a, you know, a 10 days between games. Now the orders are 1 and 0 this season in uh, with uh, uh more than 4 days between games. So, I guess that's a good thing. We'll see. I was the old report brought to you by VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. Uh we'll come back we'll hear from uh, the head coach of the orders, Chris Knobloch. Uh Corey Perry is getting set to make his uh, orders debut. Got to be excited. Another new team for him. Really the first time for Perry to get to play in a Canadian market when there's fans. Because remember, when he played in Montreal during uh, the 2021 uh, season, there, there, you know, there, there got to be a few fans late in the year, but not a lot. So it is a unique experience for the one they call the worm. We'll come back on The Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 349. About a text to get to, 833-401-1440. Welcome back. The Gregor Show, live in the E-Well studio. E-W-E-L dot C-A, your local electrical distributor. Anything you need electrical, they have it all, including the extra storage place at the brand new facility on the uh, west end, just off of uh, 180, that's uh, actually 186th Street, 116th Ave. If uh, one of your projects is being delayed, and you're in a little bit of a crunch and don't want to store your stuff, well, they can help you out. Go to ewel.ca. We have loads and loads of texts to get to. Uh, some on the orders, uh, some on the AJHL, because uh, many of you have uh, friends or family uh, impacted in the in the decision by it. So here's where it stands now, currently. Um, the AJHL made a decision. There was the, the BCL sent out a, um, a, a small statement uh, last week that uh, there was going to be five teams coming to the BCHL next year. And uh, those five were Brooks and Blackfalds, Okotoks, Sherd Park, and Spurs Grove uh, for the for next season. Now, those current five teams, um, according to the AJHL and everybody, was in good standing with the league prior to this. So this announcement came out, and uh, they decided to cancel any games involving the remaining 11 teams and those five teams. Now, the AJHL put out a statement that it was about safety. So th- with the insinuation being that uh, those five teams, their players could do anything and there would be no retribution uh, long-term and no punishment because playing in the BCHL, um, it's it's a different league, different rules, so it's not under the hockey can umbrella, so they could do whatever they want. 
Now, the reason that that argument to me, I raise my eyebrows is then every 20 year old in the AJHL who, guess what, can't play next year would not have any suspension problems. What's the, what's the difference? Why are they allowed to play down the stretch or in the playoffs then? If that's your argument, right? Like it seems somewhat of a hollow argument to me because you have 20 year olds every year that happens. So, you know, that's that's one point. Now, here's the other. So I, I did a lot of research today because I was trying to understand, because we've had the questions. People say, like, is there a benefit to this? It's a really good question. I don't know. So I actually spoke to people on some people who are in the group of 11 and some in the group of five. Because to me, I try to get a balanced account of it. And there, here has been the issue that the AJHL has um, that doesn't like. And this came from members on both sides. So for the last many years, the AJHL player, if all of a sudden a player in the AJHL decides to just up and leave, they can't leave to another AJHL team, but they can go to the USHL. And now, of course, in the last few years, they could go to the BCHL. But you used to be able to just literally leave. Say, you know what? And it actually happened this year. Right? Um... I think the most recent was was uh, Oakenfold, like back in early January. His advisor says, you know what? I think it's better for you to leave because the other league's better and we think that'll give you a better chance of a scholarship. Right? So so there was some frustration there. And this goes way back. I actually did some research. Did you know that Matt Benning, after two years, he left the AJHL way back in 2012, went uh, one year in the USHL, then went to college. So it's not like this is just something that's new. This is going back like over a decade. So there's some people in the AJHL that are, you know, they don't like it. You can lose some of your better players for nothing. You don't get any compensation. They're just, you know what? I want to leave. Can't control. So the, uh, and, and if you look at recently in the AJHL, there, the, the teams at the top basically have been Spruce Grove and Brooks. It's kind of what it's been. And so the league has gotten watered down. Now, I have said this for years. I thought there was too, too many teams. That's T-W-O first. Two, too many teams in the Western Hockey League. And I thought the same about the AJHL. Because remember, back in 1996, you know how many teams were in the AJ? Ten. Then they started expanding to 11. Then cameras came in 12. And then it kept going. Now it's up to 16. Do you think there's that many more players from 96 till now from the pool that they choose from? Because you can't say, well, look at the NHL. Well, the NHL expands globally, right? The AJHL is not global. So I think it's watered down their league a little bit. And so you have some of the better players in the AJHL were leaving to go play in the USHL because they felt it was better competition. Now, whether that's a good decision or a bad decision, that's just what happened. So that's why. I, I know there's a lot of people saying it's about money. I don't, having talked to, to actually an owner from one of the 11 teams that isn't going, he's like, I'm going to be very surprised to see how these teams do because your costs go up. Your costs aren't going down. I think there's a big myth that this is going to be about making more money. How do you make more money in the AJHL when it's not like suddenly you're going to have way more fans? And it's not like this move is going to suddenly increase your fan base significantly. You're going to have increased travel costs for sure. Right? That's just a fact. 
So I, I don't really believe the – people like to throw out money because it's, it's something that grabs everybody's attention. But then when you dig down into it, I'm like, man, I'm not really sure it's about money. Now, there are a few things about the AJHL. I question this decision because to me, it's kind of like they decided to be half pregnant. And that never – well, it's physically impossible. So they decide that they're canceling games that involve the 11 teams remaining and the five who are going to leave next year. Those head-to-head games we don't want. They use the safety thing as an excuse. I don't really buy it personally, but that's just me. Uh, Number two. Then they say, well, out of respect for those players on those five teams, we'll allow any remaining games that were scheduled between them head-to-head to play out. Well, that's a total of 16 games between the five teams. And it's actually fewer than that because they're playing each other. Right? Five games left for Brooks, five for Shirt Park, three for Ogatokes, three for Black Falls. And I looked online at the AJHL schedule. Spruce Grove has none against those teams. So it would look like their season's over. Their last game was last Friday or Saturday. Yeah, because the Calgary game was canceled. So that'd be last Saturday. In the uh, AJHL, I learned that every May, and not a specific day, but it's in May, when they have their meeting, that's when each team each year declares if they're going to come back the following season. Now, you remember the most recent team that didn't was the Calgary Mustangs. This was four years ago, and they said, okay, you know what? We're taking a leave of absence. They're up. They don't, they're no trouble. But So every year, that's when you declare because – Financially, there's not a lot of teams that are like on great financial ground every year. It's, as I've said many times, this is not a lucrative money-making business running a junior A team. You run a junior A team more so because you love hockey. If you break even, you're pretty happy. It's just kind of how it works. And so if you had that and you knew that these teams could just say in May, legally by your bylaws, you know what, we're not coming back next year. Okay. Like, I don't really understand what the benefit is for the AJHL to go about it this way. That's all I'm saying. If you say that you don't want to punish the players, then don't punish them. And if you say, you know what, we don't want you to play our 11 teams because we're worried about you guys taking cheap shots because there's, there's no retribution, then let the five teams play each other. Like, what am I missing? How, how would that, you know, you, you have a schedule. Those five teams play kind of like a Nor one division. The other 11 play in theirs. Now, you know what? The 11 teams would be the ones that would battle for the actual AJHL title. The other five could just have their own play-in tournament. Call it whatever you want. Maybe you call it nothing. Right? But if you're going to say that you respect the players and you want them to play, then let them play. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey. That's all I got. Let them play it. Tell me what I'm missing here. It doesn't, um, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense, right? Like, and, and the other thing was like, there wasn't really any due process involved in this. Right? It came out on a social media account from the BCHL and then the AJHL with in conjunction with Hockey Canada. And that's probably the time that really irks me the most. So here's, think about this for a moment. Now you can be upset that these teams say, hey, we're going to leave next year. But by the wording of their bylaw, they've done nothing wrong by saying they want, and they didn't release the press release. It was the BCHL. Right now, are they part of it? I guess technically in a way, yes, but not officially, no. Either way. So it's a press release people know. Was it that heinous to act like this compared to how Hockey Canada, and oh, by the way, Hockey Alberta, because there are cases in Alberta of hockey teams with kids getting in trouble in hotel rooms that isn't talked about. They barely crack down on them. But they'll, they will come out hammering this. Think about where our priorities are. So did they damage anyone? Was anybody inflicted? Was there any damage done when this announcement came out? Physically to anybody? Not that I see. Was there any emotional damage that's long-term traumatic? Because the fans of those teams are still going to have their teams next year. Their teams aren't folding. They're just going to play against different teams. That's it. They're not folding. So you're going to come out and react like this to something where there's actually no physical and emotional damage, but you're a bully, Hockey Canada, and it's like, oh, you know what? You can't tell us. You can't do this, so we're going to make you look bad. But hey, by the way, if there's anything that's sexually assault related, let's try to cover it up. Like seriously? That's where we're at right now? And you wonder why people look and say the hockey culture has got a real problem. Because all you got to do is look at how they acted around this. If anyone can explain to me why this is good. And don't give me the lame argument about, well, there could be something that happened. in there. And, and if you wanted to, you could even just say we're going to finish the, play, the regular season. And then the playoffs, you five will go in your pool. The other 11 can go in theirs. Because the playoffs are never guaranteed, by the way. right? When you pay all your dues, which have been paid, by the way. So are you going to reimburse those dues now? Right? Because if you say you're not hurting the kids, right, are you going to reimburse that? What's going to happen there? So it's to me, I don't like the optics of how quickly and harshly a decision is made on something like this.
where you might not like it. And that's fair. I can understand people don't like change. And I can see some people saying, you know what? I don't think this is good for the game. Maybe. We can have a debate on that. We can have a discussion on it for sure. But when you compare it to cover-ups, which one's worse? And which one was handled more swiftly and more severely? How's that? Doesn't make sense to me at all. Coming up, uh, Wanye Gretz will join us. We'll hear from uh, Corey Perry. The uh, Oilers going for sweet 60. Is Molly Ringwall around somewhere? Cons, you probably don't even know that reference, do you? Oh, she was a star in the 80s, right? Yeah, but the movie, Sweet 16. 16 oh, Candles. 16 Candles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've seen Breakfast Club. Whoa, yeah. really moving on up here. I've you, seen Breakfast Club. I like it. You couldn't tell, but I had a very smug look on my face. Yeah, you were just like, that. hey, just so everybody knows, <laughs> I've seen Breakfast Club, okay? I'm in the know when it comes to movies. Kind of a classic. Yeah, I like it. So it's... uh. Um, and, and by the way, hey, Gregory, you think this hurts the AJHL long term? Well, like I've said before, back in 96, they had 10, 11 teams. I don't see any reason why you can't function at 10 or 11 teams at all, right? I, I don't see that being, being a negative. Now, now there's more competition for players, but here's the thing about competition. Usually competition should make you better if you want to succeed at it, Right? So there'll be some more competition. There's other, hey, Gregor, don't you think this is going to hurt Alberta kids because all these teams now will bring in American players? Actually, I don't believe that for a second. Because currently, Alberta kids playing in HSL and JPHL, they couldn't be affiliated with junior teams. right? They, they could get affiliated with BCHL teams. They couldn't get affiliated with AJHL teams. Think about that for a second. So then Alberta kids would leave because of that. Now they don't have to. And if you look at the American players they brought in in the BCHL, a lot of them aren't that much better. So I'll have to see it to believe it. But to me, it would be rather dumb of those five teams not to use the pool of the Alberta kids that they've been developing now for the last few years. That would seem like they're spitting and they're like, hey, let's walk in the wind and I'll spit and it'll blow back in my face. That's essentially what they would be doing. So um, I would like to think that they would be wiser, those five teams, and not do that. But now kids will have kids will have a choice, right? And the other thing is once the season ends and if those five teams officially leave, every one of their players now is free to leave to go play in another AJHL team if they like and vice versa, right? Because that's what I've learned today. AJHL players, you can't just get up and leave and go play for another AJHL team, but you can get up and leave and go play for the BCHL or the USHL, and they get no compensation. Hey, Gregor, what about the fact that these guys will get more compensation from uh, NCAA schools in the NHL? Doug. Well, Doug, they don't. Did you know right now, if you're drafted out of the AJHL, the league and team gets nothing. Now, CHL teams do. USA Hockey does for their kids, but the Junior A teams don't. So that actually won't change. Let's get to uh, the Command Sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. The home of changing your tires, rotating your tires, getting your new tires, but also we got mechanic experts to fix any automotive issue. Book yours now at FountainTire.com. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.